good singing this morning. I started out trying to sing that song and you got out of my range. It was out of my range too. <laughs> if you would this morning, please turn it on and start in Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. I love to see our young people coming to church. And uh, we went uh, this past week, we went to hear the Booth Brothers sing. And uh, the place was filled. I mean, it was just the auditorium was filled. But I was sitting there with my wife and I said, uh, look around and uh, just uh, note some things and see what you see. And uh, she said, everybody in here is white-headed. <laughs> and, you know, it's the truth. I didn't see a hard... I don't remember one young person in that whole place. And I'm talking about... Uh, how many thousand you think was there? Uh, it was I mean, that big uh, place was just filled with people. And I got to thinking, it's too bad, isn't it? That uh, young people no more are going and hearing good gospel singing and, and being blessed to the Lord that the old-fashioned people are still going. And what we need, and I believe this across America today, it's for our young people to come back to the Lord. It, it concerns me greatly. I like to go, and, and if I mention where, uh, everybody will know who I'm talking about, but uh, I, I like goody-goody hamburgers. Now, if any of y'all want to go buy me one for dinner today, go ahead and bring it by the house. I'll be down. Uh, but uh, I do like them goody-goody hamburgers yeah, for years and years. But you go over there in that part of town, and all you see is young people. I mean, uh, you know, well, young people to me is 40, and, you know, in that age, 50 is young still to me. But uh, you mostly see young people. But look how they dress and look how they act and, and look at the society today. And that's very concerning to me because people that, uh, uh, and I've talked to Brother Mike about this before church, that. Uh, uh, when you're in peace and America is more or less in country wise we're at peace that's the most troubling time in a Christian life more, more dangerous time in a Christian life simply for this reason when people are in peace they don't need God they need God out of their life if you don't believe it go back to World War II and when we, World War II was going on, I know y'all don't remember any of that, but I'm old enough to remember some of it. And I remember that people went to church, people praying, and they, there was church every time you turned around, church was filled. Just as soon as the war ended and God gave us peace, then people quit going to church. They don't need God anymore. Now, I think that we're in for a great awakening for soon in this country. Now that's not my message, that's just something I'm concerned about I want everybody to pray about. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, please. And I want to begin to read in verse 1. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Media, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert. 
and came to the mountain of God, even Zahor. An angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called on him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moses said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And they heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the land of Egypt, and the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land, unto a good land, and a large, unto a land full of milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come up unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Surely I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve me upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Pray with me, please. Father, I pray in Jesus' name today that people understand that Jesus is God. Above everything else we say or to do today, help us to magnify the Lord Jesus Christ and give Him the, the place of honor that He deserves. He is God in flesh. Bless us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, notice some gold nuggets of the truth found in these verses. Verse 1 says we need to get along with God so He can talk to us out of His Word. And the third verse tells us God will use those who turn aside from the world to meet Him and to do His will. Verse 5 tells us we need to draw nigh to God to receive God's blessings on our lives. Verse 6, we need to have a holy fear of the living God. Verse 7, God knows we're sinners and sin enslaves, yet Jesus sets us free. 
Verse 8, God is the only one that can forgive sin and set us free. Uh, verse 9, God always hears and answers prayer. Verse 12, God never sends us to do a job for Him that He does not go with us. Now, I don't know about you, but brother, those are gold nuggets of the Scriptures that God has promised us. Now, people have often said Jesus never claimed to be God and our God in the flesh. But I want you to turn with me now to John. John chapter 8. John chapter 8, please. And uh, I want to read just a few verses. I don't have time to read it all. I would love to. I wish you would. Beginning in verse 12 of John chapter 8. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now notice Jesus said of that. Go on down with me to verse 58. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Now, take all of those verses in between those two verses. Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before the Abraham was, I am. Now, some people will say, uh, Show me God. Let me see God, then I'll believe. Yet Jesus said, I am, and my Father are one. If you see me, you've seen the Father. In other words, when you see Jesus then you've seen God. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Jesus said that. In John 10, verse 30, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. In John 14, verse 24, The word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. John 5, verse 30 says, I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which sent me. John 6, verse 38, I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. In John 8, verse 29, He that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. Jesus is God, the eternal Father, clothed in flesh. Revelation 1, verse 8, He said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. There's something we need to know about the I am or our God. John said I, in 1 John 4 verse verse 8, God is love. And it's true. God is tender. God is kind. God is compassionate. God is long-suffering. Not willing that any should perish, but it all should come to repentance. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9. But... God, the great I Am, is also a consuming fire, according to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29. Now, if you take Deuteronomy 20, 32, verse 39 through 42, or 43, you'll understand some things about the great I Am. I don't have time uh, to get to my message to read all of it, but I wish you would. And uh, when you read this, 
The Bible says that God will render unto every person exactly what is due to that person, whether it be reward or vengeance. Isaiah 43, verse 10, verse 25 says, God says, I am He. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me there is no Savior. Yea, before the day was, I am He. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and will not remember thy sins. Jesus said of himself in the book of John, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. Titus chapter 2 verse 13 says, uh, Believers are looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now how you can take those verses, and especially Titus, there where I read, and not understand that Jesus is God in the flesh, I don't understand. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Now this is the second death according to Revelation 20, verse 11 through 15. That is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. That's the second death. The only way a person can miss the second death is through hearing and believing the word of God, the words of Jesus. Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. You can have now, right now, everlasting life, and you shall not, no, never come into condemnation, but are already passed from death unto life. Jesus said the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin had to be paid for. That is why Jesus came. He laid down his life so we can live. Now, if you believe this old book, the Bible, the Word of God, uh, came from Jesus by faith today, and be, you can believe it and be saved. He's waiting for you. It's just that simple. Now, I want you to turn over to John chapter 1. John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was light, and the life was light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now go on down with me, please. In verse 11. He came into his own, his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to come to sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Now verse 14. And the word, go back to verse 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, all these years, 
I've been preaching. Luke chapter 2, I use all the time that I can. And I try my best to tell the story of the virgin birth of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to take the Gospel of John and continue to tell this same story. The life of Jesus is given us in a nutshell in one verse in the Bible. In 1 Timothy 3, verse 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, that is shown in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh, that's his virgin birth. Justified in the spirit, that was his sinless life lived on this earth. No sin in him. He was seen of angels. That is, the heavenly host proclaimed he is God in flesh. Preached unto the Gentiles, even those without hope, now have a chance to be saved. Bleed on in the world. The world knows Jesus is God in the flesh, whether they want to admit it or not. Received up in the glory. Many people witnessed his ascension back to heaven where he is seated in authority right now. Now, if I said no more than reading those verses and explaining that one verse, what this verse says about Jesus, that would be enough. But the Bible is full of it. When liberals attack the Bible as the inspired word of God, they attack the deity of Jesus Christ. And no deity of Christ did no salvation for sinners like you and I. Jesus said in John 14, verse 9, He that has seen me has seen the Father. Again, Jesus said, I am my Father one. And when an infidel of today attacks the virgin birth of Jesus, they attack the deity of our Lord in Jesus Christ as our Savior. By the way, that's not something new. Pharaoh did the same thing. Nebuchadnezzar did the same thing. Herod the Great did the same thing when Jesus was born. And men are still attacking the inspiration of the Bible, the deity of Jesus Christ. Colossians 2 verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the God bodily. Now let me show you something. <clears throat> Jesus said, I am. People say Jesus never claimed to be God. Wait a minute. And for in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. In Him dwelleth all three. Amen. Don't tell me Jesus ain't God. And don't tell me He never claimed to be God. Jesus always has been God. He always will be God. God never changes. God never diminishes. Jesus Christ was God in the world above he was God in Mary's womb. He was God in the manger. He was God in the carpenter's shop, in the boat on the lake of Galilee, in the temple of Jerusalem, on the Mount of Transfiguration, in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was God on the cross of Calvary. He was God in Joseph's tomb. He was God on the morning of the resurrection. He was God on Mount Olives and he ascended back to heaven. He is God seated in authority in heaven right now, even at this very moment. He will be God coming back in rapture for us all. Who else but God could say, Thy sin be forgiven thee? Who else but God could say, I am the way, the truth, and the life? 
Who else could say, I am the resurrection and the life? He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. No one but God. Now what I'm saying today, I don't care what the world says. I know that Jesus Christ is God. Somebody said, Preacher, you ever seen God? No. Have you ever talked to God? Has He ever talked to you? Yes. Now let me show you something. And I believe this and I know it's true. Every day I get up in the morning, every night I go to bed, before I close my eyes, I talk to God. I pray to God through the Lord Jesus Christ because He is God. And Jesus said to anybody that call upon God in His name, He will hear them and He will answer them. I have more prayers answered. I, and I mean, some might seem silly to you. It's just like uh, I told you about the woman that run through my fence over my leg probably and tore it in two. And uh, this past week, uh, my neighbor, my nosy neighbor, but my neighbor called me and said, Preacher, don't worry about it. i got it took care of. I said, God, what took care of? He said, uh, I got your tag number and I got the insurance company and I filed the insurance claim they're going to send you $1,850. I ain't have nothing to do with it. You know what I say all the time? Who did that? You think about it. Who did that? It could be none other but God. And all I have to do is God take care of me. And He does. And I mean, that might sound silly to you, but I really believe in God. I believe in a real God that hears me and answers me and I can talk to Him and then through His Word He talks to me. Somebody said, God hollered down from heaven and talked to me. No, you eat some collard green and had a nightmare like I eat them ribs like to die from and you had a, a vision of some kind. God didn't know that no more. God speaks to me through this Word. I've sat at my table a many a night, many a morning, many a time, just been reading. I love the book of Ecclesiastes. Everything that a human being needs to know is in that one book, Ecclesiastes. All this vanity and vexation of spirit without God. With God, everything's a blessing. That's what Ecclesiastes is all about. And when I sit and read it sometime, I just, it's like one man said, my eyes begin to water. Grown men don't cry. His eyes just water. But I want to tell you what's the truth. The Holy Spirit is so real and speaks to me through God's Word. And God speaks to my heart and gives me such peace. Don't tell me there's no God. And don't tell me that Jesus Christ is not God. He's the one that saved my soul. He's the one that will keep me saved, and He's the one that's going to take me to heaven. Amen. Amen. I know He's God. And He did claim to be God in His Word. And so I have that assurance. And I, I experience the fellowship with Him, so I know He's real. And you know what's so wonderful about that? The reason that's so wonderful, Jesus said to the whole world, coming to me. And I'll know why it's cast you out. Well, wait a minute now. Who is he? 
is God. God is saying to the whole world then, I don't care who you, what you've done or who you are, God is saying to you, coming to me. All the time I meet people that say, Preacher, you're the one that saved me. No, I didn't. I can't save nobody. But I can lead you to the one who can. Amen? And if you'll trust Him to save you, He'll do it. That's the wonderful part of what I'm trying to tell you. When somebody says, Ah, Jesus was just a good man dying for a good cause. No, you're a liar and the father of it. Because the Bible says that Jesus is God. And only God can do these great things. Amen? Stand with me, please. Father, I pray and I thank You so much for the simple reason that any sinner, any unsaved person, can come directly to that throne and ask You forgiveness and save their soul and You will receive them. There's no greater joy than that. And I ask You, dear God, if somebody would do it today. Bless us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give. Sing a song, please. Hymn number 383. We'll sing out, Jesus paid it all on that first verse. I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin hath left a crimson stain. And as Brother Strawn is coming, I have just two announcements that I forgot to make. I apologize for that. One, we have a new church directory that's in progress, so we'll be taking pictures. And then the other is, y'all have dressed up so nice, those of you who wore red today, so we see a lot of red out. And then uh, next week, I think we're wearing paisley or plaid, so I wanted to say that right before the pastor came. My wife got up this morning. She said, I'm going to wear white today. Shelly told me to wear white today. I'm going to wear white today. And then she dressed in white and came. No, it's not white day. It's red day. And she said, but I got lipstick on. So she's fixed. Hey, my sister Beckler got saved this week. And uh, I was going to remember your name. Michelle, no, no, did. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, I, J, K, L, M. Melissa. I got it. Only because you hollered it out. <laughs> but anyhow, my brother back there, he got saved years ago and baptized him a long time ago. And I'm so glad to have him back in church. Amen. I really am. Let's pray. Father, go with us on the way home. Watch over and keep us. Thank you for your mercy and grace to us all. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. Shake hands with somebody before you go, please.